Welcome to this conversation. My guest today is Dr. Mark Matney. Dr. Matney is Commissioner of Revenue in Washington County, Virginia, and he is here today uh, we hope to talk about a little bit about his job, but first of all, he's been covered in the news quite a bit lately as part of an attempt to have a book removed from the Washington County Public Library. Dr. Matley has kindly agreed to record this conversation for broadcast to share his views and beliefs and the story about his objection to the book, which is entitled Lawn Boy by Jonathan Evison. Welcome, Dr. Matney. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Let's start at the beginning. How did this book, this particular book, come to your attention, and what happened after that? Oh, well, I was, you know, all the national news about what goes on in Fairfax and Loudoun counties. I noticed the books that were on there, and I'm like, well, surely we don't have none of those books here. And, and uh, I reviewed what was in some of the books, and uh, then I looked on the Washington County Public Library site and I was terrified to see that uh, it was listed on their computer system as being in the Glade Springs Library in the juvenile section. Now the librarian claims that the book was never in the juvenile section, which could very well be true, but it was not listed that way on the computer. Okay, uh, I know that there are two books called Lawn Boy. One Actually, is- a I know of three. Oh, okay. And, and at least one of, of those is a children's book. I don't know about the others. Two of them are. Two of them are. Two of them are. But this one is not by, by Jonathan Evison. I would actually like to question the author as to why he called it Lawn Boy, because it's not really about mowing yards. You know, the other two children's books are about, like, one kid goes around mowing the neighbor's yard and how helpful he is and all that. And then you have this book, it's just unreal. Well, let's talk a little bit more because I want to make sure that we get your story out about just how this came to your attention. And so you saw it on a list and you saw that it was as uh, being part of the Washington County Public Library specifically in Glade. And so then what happened? Well, I first posted on Facebook for everybody to call that the book was listed in the juvenile section at the library and by one o'clock that day, the computer had been changed and it was listed in the adult section. If I'm understanding that correctly, you called that one day and immediately the book was changed in the library listing? On the computer, yes. Okay, on the computer, all right. Then what happened? Well, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm strictly a, I'm, a, I'm a conservative Christian and I strictly adhere to the constitution and our first amendment rights, but uh, pedophilic material in our library, I don't think that belongs anywhere. I don't think that belongs in society. I personally feel like 20 years ago that this book would have been considered illegal. You know, you had uh, appeared before the Washington County Board of uh, Supervisors a couple of times, and I know that you said that uh, about that 20 years ago, it wouldn't be in the library. I'd say that's probably true of lots of things, so a lot has certainly changed. But a little curious about the term pedophilia. What does pedophilia mean to you? Well, I mean, it's, uh, to me, it's child abuse to have a book out that, that relates to fourth graders having sex at a church camp. And I mean, it gets more explicit than that. I don't want to say the, the language in the book, but I mean, uh, I mean, 
you know, to me, it's disgusting. I'm sorry. I just don't, I, I think a community should have some standards. And I think this pushes the envelope past those standards. You know, that's really interesting because I think that's the first time I've understood what you mean when you say pedophilia, because a pedophile is an adult who sexually abuses a child, according to my understanding. But what you're saying is it's an abuse of children to have a book well, like this. The way I took the book, it was an adult having fantasies about the fact that this happened when he was younger. So to me, that's pedophilia. Okay, well, I had wondered about that. You know, we can say what happened in the book is that it was, let's see, these two boys, they were, I think, eight. They were in the fourth grade. They went to a church camp. They were out in some private area near the church, and they touched each other. Some people would say that's common for young people and that that's just kids playing doctor and kids exploring. What would you say to that? He put the mouth in there part about it, too, you know. Well, yes, that's true. And I don't know about, you know, that kind of playing doctor or anything like that. But I, I do know that it's common, you know, for kids to explore. But you, you see this as something much different. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we got people in jail for child pornography. And, and I really feel like 20 years ago, if an adult male had this book in their car, they'd be charged with pedophilia material. Children having sex. So you would call what they did, what those two boys did as eight-year-olds, you would call that children having sex? Well, that's what was described in the episode, yes. Well, it did say what you said it said, because I read it. It talked about their touching each other, and as you said, there was even some mouth action. Some people would say that this book is about a whole lot more than that one event on page 13 or whatever it was. The book has gotten a claim for being about race. It is indeed about sexual identity. And it's also a whole lot about the struggle of people who are at the bottom of the economic ladder. And so some people would say, well, you know, that's a lot of important stuff for young people to wrestle with and learn about. You got to remember that if you will go to the Spring Magazine and type Long Boy and read their article in the Spring Magazine, there's a whole lot more than that. That's the worst scene in the book, but there's other areas. Uh, the author in the Spring Magazine, it was I think it was January of this year, uh, he, he explains to you in detail why this book is pedophilic. And he also explained that, like I'm saying 20 years ago, this might have been illegal. He says 20 years ago, the publishers wouldn't have published it. And, and the Spring Magazine, if you'll check out that article, it, it gives you in-depth on that. And it's just called Spring Magazine. Mm-hmm. You okay. can Google it on the internet, Long Boy Spring Magazine, and it'll come up. Okay. Well, if you don't mind, we'll just leave it at that and let people look it up for themselves. I do want to say there's 159 LGBTQ books in the library. And I have never said that those books need to be removed from the Bible. You know, as a Christian, I don't like them but I believe in the First Amendment and they have every right to be in the library. It was the fact that this book went into child sex, which to me is a a form of child abuse. And I just don't, you know, as, like I said, as a community standard, I I think we've pushed an envelope that we don't need to push. 
to repeat, I, that's important that you understand the First Amendment and that you're not objecting to lots of things that people, other people might object to, but that this book is particularly dangerous, you would say. Yes. Now, you went to the Washington County Board of Supervisors. That was after I, I, I went through the process with the library of asking the book to be removed. <laughs> And we had a couple, we went to the library board meeting. Uh, there was me, Dayton Owens, and Caleb Crew went and spoke as to why the book needs to be removed. We filed the paperwork. The library board voted five to one to keep the book. And that's where that process ended. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there is nothing, but it concerned me that the library would want this kind of book in there. So yes, then, I went and spoke to the Board of Supervisors about the book. Mm -hmm. it, that suggests that you're not really accepting the library board vote. Well, I would like not to accept it. but So what would you like for the Board of Supervisors to do at this point? Uh, well, I wanted them to be made aware of it, and I wanted them to be made aware that there were a lot of people in the community that didn't like this book. There were about five people that spoke the same night I spoke, uh, asking them to do something about this. Now, the only thing that I, there's only two things that a board of supervisors can do on this issue. They can reappoint board members or they can reduce funding to the library. I never, I never requested either of those things. I'm just explaining to you what their options are, or they can do nothing. And as far as I know, they're not going to do anything about it. Yeah, I was surprised when I called you and um, asked you if you'd be willing to talk about that. And you seem to say to me that you think the issue is over and that you don't intend to do anything more about it. Well, I don't think there's anything more I can do about it other than make the public aware that their tax dollars are paying for something like this in here. Now, my wife, Sina Matney, is on the library board, and she is incensed about an agenda that appears to be flowing from the library, which which she is fighting that battle, and, and I bring it up as well. You know, uh, this wasn't uh, this. I don't remember if this was the night about the library book, but, you know, we had a parent come in there talking about the, the books that they promote for the children, you know, like on the display shelves. At Christmas, she brought her child in there. Now, this is, you can go back and look at this on the Board of Supervisors video. She brought her child in, children in there, at Christmas, and there were no Santa Claus books on display. There were no books about Christ's birth on display. Of course, I can understand that, but not having Santa Claus books for children on display, they had Kwanzaa and, and all this other stuff, and she, she's not gonna take her kids back to the library because it looks like they're promoting all these other things. And my wife goes through there and we see black racist baby on display and and it, it just doesn't, uh, it's okay for the books to be there. I mean, if it's a number one national bestseller, I understand it being up there, but why when you walk in the children's section is all this agenda written stuff on display? Why can't it just be on the shelf like the other books? You know, the Christian books are in the library, but they're, they're not putting them on display. So what would you, what do you and your wife believe is the agenda of the library? To promote uh, LGBTQ and uh, 
uh, critical race theory. And and again, Dr. Matt Neiman, your your passion is your religious belief. Is Absolutely. that is why you're speaking out on this? And I don't question anyone's sincere religious belief. This is the question that I have for you. In this county, there are Jews, Muslims, Hindus, atheists, gay people, transgender people, flawed people. Why is it that, you know, you want to use the word agenda and your agenda is a Christian agenda. But how does the library, how does the library have a role or the board of supervisors have a role in religious beliefs? Well, well, I, I agree with you. I mean, you take being in my office here, probably because I am a Christian, I believe you, you treat everybody equally, fairly, completely. Everybody's the same when they walk in the door. And that's the way we treat every customer in my office. But all I'm saying is, let's put children's books up on, on, on the displays and stuff that we're wanting them to, you know, you put stuff on display because you want to attract the reader to that, to that item. I'm not saying fill it, up, fill it up with Christian stuff. All I'm saying is quit filling it up with LGBTQ and critical race theory, you know? Uh, had a pastor come in here and tell me he took his three-year-old to the library and uh, she goes and gets a rainbow book and he wasn't thinking nothing about it. He walks over and the book's trying to explain to a three-year-old how they're not, don't have to be the gender they are. He says he won't go back to the library anymore with his children. Why can't they just put children's books up and not be featuring uh, LGBTQ and critical race theory? Myself, I'm not asking you to feature Christian books. I'm just saying put children's books up there. And I'm sure you've expressed that to the librarians. And my wife has. I I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, one thing that strikes me is that, you know, people who, when I was a child and growing up, nobody ever heard the word gay. Well, that didn't mean gay people weren't there. It seems like maybe we're in a phase right now where we're recognizing that there are LGBTQ people that we need to learn about it. Not, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to become it because we read it, but that it's good to learn about. But bottom line, don't we have to trust the librarians for that? Because you're a citizen, well, you're also a county official. But if another citizen came in and said, I want more books about transgender. How does the library decide who to listen to? Well, I'm not asking them to cut back the books. They're they're, uh, purchasing. I mean, like I said, I'd like for them to, but I I would never ask them to pick this book or that book or, you know, if they want to buy a bunch of transgender books, I'm just saying don't promote that to our children. That's my issue. I guess the real question here, Dr. Matney, and you're a grown man and you're an elected official, so you're not going to be scared of a question, but some people would say, why you? Why are you the person to speak and make these strong recommendations? What would you say to that? Well, 
You know, I think I think because I'm so active on Facebook, people have gotten to where they trust me. You know, when I asked for this, uh, I don't. I mean, I didn't expect that this that I'd be printed in a you know statewide newspaper. I wasn't doing it for that reason, but you know, I got five thousand friends on Facebook. My wife's got five thousand friends. I guess when I put something out there, there's a lot of people reading it. <laughs> you probably have more readers than the state news outlet you just talked about. So uh, I didn't, I didn't, I wanted the attention to get the book removed, but I, I you know, to be honest with you, I, I wasn't expecting the attention I got from this. Well, I think people take it very seriously when it's a question of what's available to the public. And some people would would see this as you're trying to have something removed that I might want to see. Well, and there, there I go, you know, it's very available on Amazon. Uh, uh, I just don't feel like just if I could forget about being the commissioner for this second and forget about all that. Mark Matney does not like his tax dollars being used to buy this material. So as a citizen, I feel like I got a right to say that. Well, you definitely have a right to say that. And I think there are many people, me included, who would defend your right to say it and that it's we need people who stand up for their beliefs and nobody can question that that's what you're doing. The concern for some people would be where does this end? Because in that supervisor's meeting that's available online, April the 20, April the 12th, I forget the date. But anyway, someone else stood up to, to speak. And their concern was not just one book. Their concern seemed to be to me to be anything related to witches, because if you read about witches, it's the same as studying witchcraft, that protests of racial inequality should not be referred to in books for children. And they were specifically talking about people who kneel during the national anthem in protest of racial inequality. This person also mentioned that she was offended by a comment that white people arrived on this continent and brought disease and saw that as being divisive and even a reference to climate change. So what a lot of people would say and wonder and be afraid of, Dr. Matney, is where does this end? If you walk in and say, this book is awful, take it out. And if the library agrees, what if they take all that stuff? Well, I mean, I've already stated to you that I believe in our First Amendment rights. I, you know, uh, can I relate back to Jerry Falwell when he went after Hustler? Sure. Uh, I think that, that, that I don't like it. Jerry Falwell don't like it. I don't like that stuff. But, but the court was correct that this is for adults, you know, if it's not being sold to children, but, uh, you know, uh, like I say, I, I believe in protecting the first amendment and our rights to do as, you know, as far as books, as we, as adults, we want to do, uh, to me, this book just, as I've explained, crosses a line. That article that was in Hustler about Jerry Falwell was, oh my gosh, uh, it, it was a parody is what the court ultimately ruled that it was a joke 
that he was a public figure, but the stuff that they said about him was horrible. And I wouldn't expect that it wouldn't be hurtful to him. But the court ruled in front of Hustler because, as you point out, it was clearly directed at adults. But Jerry Falwell, think about this if you're going back. If Hustler put something in there about children, Jerry Falwell might have won his argument. He most likely would have because we do have a clear standard. And I guess, you know, you've just brought us back to write what the very point is. I mean, I can say to you on this radio show, and in fact, you said it first, these two boys touched each other and on their penises. And as you said, there were mouths involved. Well, we can say that on the radio, but what you're suggesting is that people shouldn't be able to see that in a book. Well, I just, again, I get back to to being a taxpayer and I don't want my taxpayer dollars paying to put a book like that in our library. I guess I have to bring up this one more thing. Yeah. We've You touched on it and addressed it, but I didn't really dig deeper on it. But you said you believe in the First Amendment. You also said or acknowledged when I asked you that you are driven by a deep and sincere religious belief about these materials. Absolutely. The all, the, all the praise and glory to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the government that you work for, you know, the, the Constitution that is, I guess, part of the system in which you're folded, says that you can do whatever you want to do in your religion. And the government cannot stop you from practicing your religion. But at the same time that your religion and nobody else's religion gets to affect the public, as in the public library. Well, again, I, I told you to separate some things here. As my religious belief, I don't want any books banned from the library, but my religious belief is I don't like any of those books that are the LGBTQ. In fact, I don't like heterosexual sexual books as my religious belief is. Uh, but as a taxpayer, I personally don't want my money paying for these books in the library. You know, a book like, not those books, but anything to do with children crosses a line for me. I don't want that book in the library. I, I understand. I, I get your point. I guess the other thing that probably a lot of people would say is, they don't like what their taxes are used for, and they would list a whole bunch of things. And we have people like you who make those decisions, and we don't get to vote on where our taxes go. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't want, I want to correct you on one point. I don't have any decisions on where the money goes. As a commissioner of revenue, I do the assessments and try to look out for the folks. I don't have anything. I don't, I don't spend the money, and I don't set the tax rates. You never sign a voucher to approve the expenditure of something? No. I sign a voucher to, to approve spending in my office, like if we need envelopes. Yeah. But no, I mean, as far as you understand what I'm saying, the county's expenditures, I have nothing to do with that. Yeah, the big, the big ticket items. All right. How would you conclude this interview? We've got a couple of or conclude this topic, and then we'll talk a little bit more about your being commissioner of revenue. What would be your takeaway that you would want to say to people who are listening? Well, I mean, just, just consider 
to me, I think we should have some community standards. And when books start talking about children having sex, I don't, I don't think that belongs. Uh, you know, I'm not the mad czar of the world or anything, but in my opinion, those books don't need to be sold anywhere, whether it's a library or Amazon or a public store. If they're talking about children having sex, we're crossing a societal line there that they just don't need to be. It doesn't need to be, period. Right. I, it would tickle me if publishers would say, no, we're not printing this because you're talking about children having sex. We'll just leave it there on that topic, Dr. Matney. And about being commissioner of revenue, you don't get to escape scrutiny in that job either, do you? Well, I know that you've made some proposals for reducing taxes, which the public would love in, if it affects them, but that some people say, well, you're reducing the coffers of the county and having county money to spend on things. Well, uh, what I would say to the fact that we're reducing coffers is, luckily, even during COVID, and especially with the housing market, our revenues continue to grow every year. We're, we're not in a decline phase. So in other words, uh, factories coming in here, uh, house, the house is going up in value means more tax dollars for Washington County. So, uh, you know, if I can help, if I can help, like we got, we asked him to get rid of the farm equipment and the board of supervisors agreed. I went and asked them three times to get rid of the farm equipment. I actually agree. Just think about what, when they got rid of the farm equipment, now we've went into a season where fertilizer and diesel is sky high. I mean, this is basically a relief package for the farmers. Well, we need to have a whole different discussion on that. There's one more topic I wanted to touch on. You've opened a new business. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, Mountain Patriots of Abingdon, and, and there's no hate in my store. We don't sell anything Joe Biden negative or anything like that. We sell Trump stuff. We sell hats, shirts, uh, jewelry, uh, lanyards, uh, badges, uh, uh, clocks, thermostats, uh, pictures, and uh we just, uh, and we give away King James Bibles and pocket constitutions and, and uh, just like having a little store for the folks. All right. Well, how about that for a free plug for your business? Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Dr. Mark Matney. He is Commissioner of Revenue in Washington County, Virginia. He's also been in the spotlight for his efforts to have a book removed that uh, does not meet his standards as a Christian man. Thank you again for your time and for explaining all this to us, Dr. Matney. We're grateful. Thank you. You've been listening to this conversation on WEHC. You can hear this conversation Wednesdays at 6 with a replay on Sundays at 2. Thank you for joining us and visit the archives at wehcfm.com to replay older programs. Stay tuned and we'll see you next time.